Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Care Season podcast. I am your host, Caitlin DiChiara. Happy November. It's officially November, which means it's officially Christmas time in my world. I mean, I know a lot of people love Christmas as much as I do and have already started decorating. My apartment is all decorated. My tree is up and I am just full-on Christmas mode right now. And if you want to go and watch that, I actually vlogged me decorating, so that's on my YouTube channel. I also chopped my hair, which is something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time. That was also in that same vlog where I was Christmas decorating. So like I said, that's on my YouTube if you want to go and watch that. But I just feel like I needed change in my life. I was really getting tired of my long hair. It was getting caught on everything and it was just frizzy, like I just couldn't deal with it anymore. I don't know, I feel so refreshed with short hair, and I feel like my 2019 self, because that was when I had my hair like chopped to my shoulders, and it's so weird looking at myself, like I'm still not used to it, but I can tell you it's so much less maintenance, honestly. You would think that having short hair would be a lot more work, but I don't really, like, I don't really use heat on my hair. I just let it air dry and do its thing. It's just so much less of a hassle to wash it in the shower as well. Like, I would have chunks and chunks of my hair and I would have to stick it on the wall so it doesn't go down the drain. I still have chunks of hair come out of my head because I have such thick and curly hair that it's just, like, inevitable. But, but it's a lot less than it was. So, I feel so refreshed with short hair and going into 2024, I just feel like I needed change so if you're thinking about cutting your hair definitely do so because it grows back it's not that serious and you'll be fine i promise you so let's get our candle lit and get that going so we can get right into today's episode i'm still burning through my fall candles because i really just want to get through those before i start lighting my christmas ones so today's candle is called Save Rum for Pumpkin Coconut Pie. It smells so good. It reminds me of Thanksgiving, which I'm so excited for Thanksgiving. Also, by the way, I want to say, because a lot of people make fun of me and say that I totally forget about Thanksgiving because I decorate for Christmas so early. I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and Christmas are my two favorite holidays, but I just, I don't know, I love to have decorations up for Thanksgiving. I've always been like that and my mom would usually decorate early when I was a kid and she would have the decorations up for Thanksgiving. So I've always associated Thanksgiving with Christmas decor and I don't know, I just, I don't really decorate for Thanksgiving. Like I don't really, I don't have any actually, any Thanksgiving decor and I definitely don't want like turkeys up in my apartment. So trust me, I don't forget about Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays next to Christmas so I don't forget about it. I love Thanksgiving so much. So as you can see by the title of today's episode, it's all about habits of a girl who lives a soft life, and I love this trend so much, like a quiet life, soft life. It really reminds myself why I love being a homebody so much and why I just love my own space, my own company, so I'm very excited to share these habits with you today, but today's quote, or I guess it's like a definition, I don't know, I saw this on Pinterest, of course, so it says, a soft life, a life of ease, peace, comfort, and intentional happiness. It does not require struggle, love, stress, and distress. It consists of mutual relationships, clarity, and self-care. I honestly really love how this whole trend of a quiet life and a soft life seems to be like the new it lifestyle. And I'm totally here for it since obviously you guys know I'm someone who I feel like is very low-key. I don't go out much. I don't have a huge group of friends. 
I keep to myself a lot, so I felt very inspired to make this episode and share some habits that I think are key to a quiet and soft life, especially as you get older. I feel like like once you get to your 20s, like your mid-20s, and you're over like going out to clubs, going out and partying, you really just crave a soft life and a quiet life. So if that's you, then keep on listening to find out some habits that you can implement into your life to start living a quiet and soft lifestyle. Getting right into it, the first habit of a girl who lives a quiet and a soft life, she is okay with enjoying her own company. I feel like this one is super huge, which is why I wanted to put it first on this list. And I talk about this a lot on the podcast, but enjoying your own company and being okay with spending time alone is super crucial and I feel like it is such an important skill to have in your life. It's so beneficial to hang out with yourself because this is when you really figure yourself out and find out who you truly are, what you truly like, your values, your morals, without the influence of others because when you're constantly around people and your friends and just around people who always have a two cents, and you're always hearing their perspective, it's really hard to be in tune with your own. So make it an effort to spend a lot of time with yourself and really figure yourself out. For me, at least, it really helps boost my confidence. And whenever I feel anxious and just down about myself, I love to go out and do little errands by myself, hang out with myself, go get a chai, sit down and do work at a coffee shop, like whatever it is, I just really value my alone time. Whenever someone asks me like, how do you find confidence? How do you build confidence? I think the number one thing, in my opinion, is learn to love your alone time. Spend as much time as you can by yourself. And you don't want to isolate yourself to the point where you never want to see anyone ever again. I'm more so just saying when you are by yourself, you want to learn to love that time rather than be like, oh, I need to hang out with so-and-so. Oh, I need to hit up this person. I need to be around people. Like when you're alone and you have quiet time, you need to learn to enjoy that time. And it's such a privilege to be able to have time by yourself and have downtime and just really be in tune with your emotions. And you want to be like your own best friend. The next habit is a girl with a quiet life does not associate herself with drama. This is also a huge one. I feel like the whole premise of a quiet and a soft life is not having drama, not having a bunch of stress. Obviously, we can't control stress all of the times and we can't control things that happen to us and things that happen in our lives, but we can control how much we feed into it and how much we let it affect us. So, when I say drama, I'm thinking of like drama with friends, relationships, drama with family even because we all have those family members who just piss us off honestly and we just don't need that like there's already so much going on in this world each and every one of us has so much on our plate right now I feel like once you get rid of all the drama in your life you start to feel like it can kind of feel boring in a way when your life begins to get quiet but this is such like I said it's such a privilege to have that feeling of just serenity honestly and not having to worry about anything not have to worry about someone else's drama because i've come across a lot of people who just like feed off of drama and they always need to have something going on in their life like it makes them feel validated i guess when they complain to someone else about drama going on in their life and it's like they want you to agree with them but it's so stressful especially if you're someone like me who 
you know, is always the one giving advice rather than wanting someone else to give you advice. It's a lot on your shoulders. It's a lot on your plate. And this isn't to say that you can't be a friend to someone and help give someone advice, but there's a difference between giving someone advice, helping them out in life versus having to deal with drama. As you get older, you just realize how much you don't need that in your life anymore. Like we're out of high school, we're out of college, we don't need the BS anymore. I guess a good rule of thumb is if it doesn't add to your life, then you don't need it in your life. So obviously drama is something that, you know, doesn't really add to your life whatsoever. It more so just adds stress that you don't need. So we're cutting out the drama, we don't need it, and we're focusing on ourselves. So number three, I don't know if you would consider this a habit, probably not, but having a small but genuine circle. And when I say circle, I mean like a group of friends. And I feel like this kind of ties into the whole drama thing because you notice once your circle is smaller, you don't have as much drama going on. Like there's less people that you have to hear gossip about, if that makes sense. And I'm someone who has a pretty small friend group. I have like four really close friends that I usually see pretty often and that's enough for me. I used to feel so bad that I didn't have a lot of friends like once I left college and I was just kind of doing my own thing in life. Like it made me feel really bad because I would always see like all of these people have so many friends and they're always going out. But it's like I would rather have the small circle that I do have and have like a few really close and genuine friends than have a huge circle of people that I'm not really close with, I can't really go to for anything and that I wouldn't probably go to for advice. The less the better, in my opinion, and the more drama-free your life is going to be. Number four is knows how to be in the moment and be present, especially when you're with your friends. You don't want to be one of those people who's constantly on their phone, looking at your messages, like glancing at your phone. I don't know. I just feel like it's so, it can be so rude because I just remember the feeling myself when I would be out with someone or a group of people and everyone was just on their phones, not really talking to each other. Like, I don't know. I just hate that. I think a lot of being in the moment has to do with not worrying about the future and trying to limit the stress in your life, which is pretty much the whole premise, like we said earlier, about living a quiet and soft life. And I think being in the moment and being present is something that's super helpful with that. If you struggle with this, I highly, highly, highly suggest you try meditation. I always talk about meditation. There's so many videos, literally countless and countless of videos on YouTube of guided meditations, which I personally like better. I feel like I do better when I have someone telling me what to do because it helps with my mind wandering because I'm really focusing on what the person is saying in the video. Being in the moment and being present is such an easy way to bring back happiness in your life. If you're someone who's always saying that, oh, I'll be happy when I have XYZ, you're never going to be happy. And I'm going to tell you that right now. If you're constantly always looking for something to provide you with happiness, rather than looking at your surroundings looking at life in general, looking at the beauty of everything around you. And I know that sounds so cringy and so cliche, but when you actually give yourself time to sit back and realize these things, you really start to appreciate how beautiful life really is. And kind of going back to earlier when I was talking about the whole phone thing, like when you're out with your friends, I'm someone who loves to take pictures of my food. And I love to take pictures of like the restaurant we're at sometimes 
and I just love taking like aesthetic pictures and I know a lot of us do. So usually what I do is just open my camera app, take a picture of whatever I want to take a picture of and then post it later. That way I'm not posting it as I'm sitting across from this person worrying about what I'm going to say as I'm posting it. And you know, I don't know, it just like takes up time from the person that you're with. It just makes the other person feel good when you don't look like your face is stuffed in your phone and you're actively talking with them and listening to them. Like, I don't know, I just feel like it sends a huge message to that person in a positive way that, wow, they really value my time and they're not, you know, their face isn't stuffed in their phone. So I always like to make sure that the person I'm hanging out with feels like their time is valuable to me. Number five is she knows how to communicate her thoughts and emotions in a healthy way. Again, this goes along with the whole learning to cope with stress and not letting stress take over your life. A big one for me is of course journaling. You guys know I talk about this a lot as well, but if you're someone who just doesn't feel comfortable sharing certain things that go on in your life and you don't feel comfortable talking with a friend or a family member or even a therapist, journaling is such a great way to get out your feelings and not bottle everything up inside. And it really helps take a weight off your shoulders. This is something that also takes a lot of skill and a lot of effort because when you know how to communicate your feelings and your thoughts in a healthy way and you know how to deal with your stress in a healthy way, so many other areas of your life are going to improve and you're not going to feel like this walking ball of anxiety every single day of your life. When I was in high school and dealing with family stuff and even when I graduated high school and was going into college, like there was just so much going on in my life and it was really hard for me to cope with everyday life because I had so much stress on my shoulders. There was family stuff going on, dealing with school, graduating, going to a whole new school, going to college. Like there's just so much stuff that goes on in your life and I just felt so angry. I remember feeling so angry and tired all the time and I just, it was so hard to feel happy and like myself. But as I've gotten older and have read a lot of books that have changed my life and just really got into living a healthy lifestyle, really got in tune with my wellness and just healthy habits in general, my life improved so, so much. And I wish I knew then what I know now about dealing with stress and dealing with anxiety. And not to say that I don't get anxiety and I don't have stress because I'm a very anxious person. I used to be on anxiety medication. I got off of that because I just really wanted to improve my life myself. And not to say that medication is a bad thing, but I was relying on something to make me feel better instead of doing habits to make me feel better on my own, if that makes sense. And that was something that was really important to me because I would always shove everything under the rug, put it on the back burner, and that is where a lot of my stress came from because I wasn't properly dealing with it and I wasn't dealing with it in a healthy way. So a big tip from me to you is to get a journal, do it every single day, seriously write in this journal every single day, just about your feelings, whatever has gone on that day, like whatever you want, just write it down and I promise you, you will feel 10 times lighter at the end of the week once you get everything down on paper and not everything that you've been stressing about is just sitting in the back of your mind. Next habit is this girl knows how to enjoy the little things in life. This is something that I've also learned once I got out of high school, once I started 
taking control of my life and learning about health and wellness and healthy habits. Because when you're in high school and you're in your teens, it's really hard to look at things that way and really put yourself into perspective of how you can appreciate the little things. And even with social media, it's become really hard to do things like that because we're just bombarded with so many material items. And it really takes away from appreciating little tasks of everyday life. Someone who lives a quiet life isn't always looking for the next best thing, isn't waiting on something to make them happy. They're the ones creating the happiness in their life. You can choose to wake up every single day of your life and look at the things that you don't have or you can wake up every single day and look at the things that you do have and you realize how much that you do actually have and how rich you are in life. Like that's something that I've seen on TikTok too. Like I want to be rich like in quotation marks and then the next photos are like little everyday things like having a house, having a family, having someone to share a relationship with. All of these things that we completely overlook on a day-to-day basis, that is what being rich in life truly means. Like if you have those things, you need to really realize how lucky that you are because not everyone does have a very close family or doesn't have this great relationship. There's that expression, the best things in life are free. And I couldn't agree more. I wouldn't agree with you if this was like five years ago, but now I totally do agree. And I finally can have the perspective of enjoying the little things, appreciating little tiny moments of everyday life. And the fact that I'm even here and alive is such a gift that we take for granted. And I really want you to remember that at the end of every single day. Like, I have the gift of life. The last habit I have written down for a girly who lives a soft and quiet life is she doesn't complain. And this is a huge one. I feel like, first off, I want to say we're all entitled to our emotions. We're all entitled to feel however we want to feel about something. But I'm more so talking about complaining about things that we have complete control over. Like if you're someone who complains about not having enough time in the day, but you look at your screen time on your phone and it's like eight hours, then it's like, do I really need to be complaining right now when I'm the one who has the power to change around my day to make sure I do have time for the things that I really want to do? We need to really be looking at ourselves and thinking, how can I change my situation? What can I control? What can I not control and how can I work around that? I feel like a lot of our generation can kind of fall into this victim mentality, which, like I said, everyone is entitled to their own emotions, but we need to be looking at how can we change the situation if we don't like the situation that we're in? What can we do better? What do we need more of? What do we need less of? And that is a skill right there, to be able to look at your situation and look at how you can change it rather than sitting there and complaining about it and wasting your time. That is something that is so important and crucial in anyone's life. The whole point of living a quiet and a soft life is to have it be quiet. So if we're constantly complaining, constantly nitpicking everything, talking negatively about ourselves, talking negatively about our situation, we're literally training our subconscious mind to think negatively without even thinking about it. So if we can change that mindset to be positive and we can talk positively about ourselves, about others, about our situation, about our life, think about what 
that can do for yourself and for the other people around you because showing up for yourself also means that you're showing up for the people that you care about the most. That's really what it boils down to is self-care. It sounds selfish, but it's a way to be your best self so you can be your best self towards other people. So those were all of the habits that I wrote down today. I'm sure there's a whole lot more, but those were kind of like the most important ones to me and the ones that stick out the most. So I guess the whole premise of this episode and the whole premise of a quiet life, like I said in the beginning, if it doesn't add to your life, then it doesn't belong in your life. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, if you have any requests of episodes that you would like me to do in the future, definitely let me know on the podcast Instagram. It's just at self-care season. So again, thank you for listening. I love you guys and I will talk to you next week.